Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the fight against COVID-19, what's really going on, a CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Shane Bigham. In this edition, we'll look at China's latest progress in the COVID response and people's surging demand for travel over the upcoming Lunar New Year holiday. China's released the 10th edition of its COVID-19 diagnosis and treatment protocol. Officials say the parts concerning traditional Chinese medicine in the latest protocol are more precise and scientific. Jia Zhongwu from the National Administration of Traditional Chinese Medicine says it offers more targeted approaches. They added guidance for medicine use for severe and critical cases based on their conditions and lists many common symptoms. It also suggests specific treatment and medicine targeting those symptoms to make the protocol more suitable for clinical use. The official adds that the TCM administration consulted frontline medical professionals across China to come up with the revisions. Over 2 billion trips are expected during the 40-day Spring Festival travel period this year. Rural regions are also getting ready for the COVID challenges posed by the surging trip numbers. Soon Tianyuan has more. Hanshan County is a typical labor exporting town in East China's Anhui province. More than 100,000 people, or about a quarter of the county's registered population, work outside their hometown. As the Lunar New Year approaches, Thousands of migrant workers are on their way home for family reunion. The Ministry of Transport says a nearly 100% increase in travel volume is expected this year. The surge in homecoming trips are likely to pose greater challenges to the county's epidemic control and prevention. However, local authorities told me they're ready and confident to ensure a safe and healthy spring festival for all the migrant workers and their families. The County Health Commission estimates that over 20,000 residents will return for Spring Festival this year. A recent survey shows half of them have been infected by COVID-19. Some are still recovering from the illness. We'll keep track of their health status and remind them to take precautions while returning home. The county has also set up 15 additional fever clinics and a mobile facility to ensure faster diagnosis for the homecoming workers. Left behind elderly with underlying diseases are among the major groups for extra attention. Luckily, they're in good hands. Community workers and doctors are paying regular home visits to the village or neighborhood they're assigned to, also known as the grid. The village doctors will regularly monitor the residents' temperature, blood oxygen level, and other health conditions. Meanwhile, we've also distributed fever medicine for the residents, so they may use it as the doctors prescribe. About 10,000 workers said they will come back at another time to reduce risks of cross-infections. It may be less festive to celebrate the most important Chinese holiday half a country apart, but at least the workers and their families will stay safe and warm this spring. That was Sun Tianyuan reporting. Three years after the pandemic hit, official data shows that China saw more than 34 million passenger trips on the first day of the travel rush. The figure was around 40 percent higher than a year ago. As many people are eager to make overseas trips ahead of the Lunar New Year holiday, tourist destinations around the world are ready to welcome them back, especially Southeast Asian countries. Erard Vermack has more. The three-year absence of Chinese tourists from across the world is finally coming to an end. As Chinese tourists are excitedly getting ready for their trips abroad, many countries that depend on revenue from tourism are eager to greet them with decorations full of Chinese elements. 
With spring festival approaching, we have decorated the Malacca city with festive lights and lanterns, especially the streets in Old Town, to welcome Chinese visitors. China's reopening plans have also provided much hope and optimism for businesses in Thailand. In 2019, the nearly 40 million foreign tourists contributed to around 20% of Thailand's GDP, more than a quarter of which came from the Chinese mainland. There have been basically no tourists in the past three years since the pandemic. My income has decreased a lot. I'm happy that Chinese tourists can return and the economy will improve. I miss Chinese tourists so much. They love this dish. Come to Thailand soon. In Bali, one of the most popular tourist destinations in Indonesia, restaurants have been receiving orders one after another from travel agencies recently. They say they are fully prepared for their arrival. We are ready to provide the best service and food. We hope to leave a memorable impression on Chinese tourists when they come. Chinese tourist return is not only anticipated in Southeast Asian countries. Embassies and tourism authorities in France, New Zealand, Norway and many other countries have posted warm messages on Chinese social media platforms to welcome Chinese tourists. After three years of absence, Chinese travelers and tourist destinations have finally got the chance to say, nice to meet you again. That was Erard Vermack reporting. The first direct flight from China since the beginning of the pandemic arrived in Thailand on Monday, a day after Beijing dropped COVID border controls. Passengers of a Xiamen Airlines flight were given a warm welcome upon landing at the airport on the outskirts of Bangkok. The deputy Thai prime minister handed out garlands, while airport officials distributed bags of souvenirs to the arriving visitors. The arrival came after Thailand rescinded a policy announced on the weekend requiring visitors to show proof of COVID vaccination, citing sufficient immunization levels in China and globally. Quarantine-free travel between Hong Kong and the Chinese mainland has resumed. More than 45,000 people crossed the border on Sunday. This included 33,000 travelers entering the mainland from Hong Kong. While this reopening is still in the initial phase, Hong Kong is aiming for a full border reopening when normal travel can resume. And Chong went to a train station in Hong Kong. Here at Hong Kong's Log Ma Chao Station, a train carrying inbound passengers from the Chinese mainland is just about to take off for the city. And for the first time since the pandemic began, they won't need to quarantine when they return back to the mainland. I think it should be, there's many people here, but a uh, little surprise for me, there's only few people here. It's been several years since I've been back. I'm too happy. I have many things to do here. Like videoing my child's ID card, I also have many of my own things to do. It's now official. Quarantine-free travel has started to resume between Hong Kong and the Chinese mainland. To meet the demand of increased traffic across the border, Lok Ma Chao Station is one of four control points that have just been reopened. This is in addition to three checkpoints that are already in operation. While there isn't a quota for flights, ferries or bus crossings, there is one for land travel. Up to 50,000 people can travel each way to and from the Chinese mainland, but this excludes return travelers. As for tickets, people must book them via an online booking system on a first-come, first-served basis. While arrivals are encouraged to conduct rapid tests for five days, COVID-related measures are different for outbound travelers. Here at the departure hall, bustling activity as passengers queue up to leave for the Chinese mainland. They will, however, need to show negative proof of PCR tests taken within 48 hours before departure, as well as fill out health declaration forms. 
It's been three years since the border has reopened, and I don't know what it's going to be like to go through customs. So I woke up really early for this. I was so nervous I couldn't sleep for a few days. I'll go back to the mainland more because my family's there. Chief Executive John Lee also visited the station and expressed his satisfaction at how smooth operations were. He added that the government will work towards the goal of a full resumption of normal travel without quotas between Hong Kong and the mainland. That was Encheng in Hong Kong. As more people plan their trips, exit and entry management centers in China have seen crowds lining up for passports, visas, and other travel permits. I'm here to get a pass for traveling to Hong Kong because I have my business operations there, and I'm also planning to travel to Japan because my sister is there, and we haven't seen each other in three years. We're planning for a trip to Shenzhen for our entire family for the upcoming Chinese Lunar New Year. Authorities say the demand for all kinds of travel permits has risen since the new policies were announced last month, and it's expected to rise even more leading up to the Chinese New Year. Liu Jing is an officer with the Exit and Entry Administration office in Beijing. We have consulted with enterprises in Beijing about their plans and demand for overseas business trips. We have opened green channels and targeted services, including special windows for them. Officials are also speeding up arrangements for foreigners coming to China. Turning to imports, the international logistics industry is also embracing the changes. China scrapped COVID tests and monitoring requirements for cold chain imports. Liu Jiaheng has more. Intermax Logistics Solution Company Limited in Shanghai is engaged in cold chain imports and transportation. A customer manager surnamed Yang says the new policy has helped increase efficiency greatly. There's a pretty large quantity of cargo every day at the Pudong Airport, all waiting to go through COVID check. There are only a few COVID testing companies, so sometimes it takes seven business days or more to get checked. Now that the checks are cancelled, it saves us great time. Yang says most of the coaching products count on a timely transportation, and with the procedure simplified, they're able to dispatch the products sooner. We import wine, chocolate, whipped cream, tuna, bananas, etc. from South America and the Nordic region. The best taste of these kinds of products lives and dies with the freshness. Now we are able to provide products with better quality since we can send them to our clients faster. Xiao Xuemin is the customs affairs representative at Ronghui Import Supply Management in Guangzhou. He says imported products used to be relocated to a warehouse to go through COVID tests after entering customs. The products can be picked up after receiving the qualified test results and expenses would incur during the process. But now they're able to save that cost. Apart from the expenses of conducting COVID tests, we are also saving the cost of shipping the cargo from the airport to the designated warehouse, the expenses of loading and unloading the cargo, and the storage expenses. Xiao also says some manufacturers still order COVID tests to ensure the safety of the products. Although authorities have removed the checks, the policy is flexible. If the enterprises want to order COVID tests for their cargo, they can reach out to the local regulator and make reservations. A major warehouse in Shanghai that was used for checking coat chain imports has officially completed its mission. It had received more than 420,000 trucks of cargo for testing as of January 5th this year.
Two warehouses in Jinan have also been put out of action. Their daily capacity of handling cargo used to be 800 tons. This comes as China has been adapting its COVID response in light of the evolving situation. Starting on Sunday, the country downgraded management of COVID-19 in accordance with the Law on the Prevention and Treatment of Infectious Diseases, a major shift in pandemic response policies. That was Liu Jiaheng reporting. With that, we end this episode of The Fight Against COVID-19, What's Really Going On? Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the global battle against the novel coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Shane Begum. Thanks for listening.